everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. I'm so excited today. We have a very special guest that is going to help me to preview the random movies of March. That's what I'm going to call <laughs> this because it's not spring fever. It's just a bunch of movies in March. And I'm Rachel and my guest here is Marissa Serafiti. So fun to have you on the podcast again. Hello, Rachel. Thanks for asking me back. You know, I, I love being on your show and you know, I love listening to your show. So I'm happy to be here. Well, we love having you. It's so much fun. And uh, yeah, we've got a lot of exciting things right now with uh, When Calls the Heart starting up and, and we just finished Valentine's and, uh, and the February movies. And uh, so, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of exciting things in the world of Hallmark and how uh how are things uh how are things for you oh yeah going great uh we just started our run calls the heart after show again um you know to not to put a time stamp on this particular show but we just did the first episode (laughs) yesterday because you know new season just started and i'm really excited to see what happens in season six so yeah it's all that's really going on for the the hallmark podcasting role for me right now are uh, are you looking forward to our new our new dudes at, in Hope Valley? Our new guys? I am. I just hope that they don't cause a lot of trouble because we know yeah. the history of the show. Any new guy, not not always, but the majority of time, any new guys yeah. that come to town, there there's always something up their sleeves. So That's true. We'll That's see so what true. they bring to the show. Right. Yes. I mean, at least they're both extremely dreamy. I think both Chris McNally. I know. I mean, they're, they're not hard on the eyes, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, Kevin McGarry has to have the most blue eyes in the history of existence. Like, you know, I mean, I'm I was sure. at HFR um, yeah. four a few months ago back uh-huh. in Vancouver. I was in the same room with him and there, there was a, a moment I was like right next to him. I'm like, hello, blue eyes. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, are you real? I real eyes. <laughs> I thought the same thing too, and then I realized I was slightly staring. I'm like, okay, that's awkward. <laughs> yeah, and Chris McNally, yeah, I've been a big fan of his ever since I first saw him in Road to uh, not Road to Christmas, Rocky Mountain Christmas. He oh yeah, played, uh, he played uh, Lindy Booth's brother, and I just thought he was so dreamy in that movie. I was like, yeah, def- that's part of the movie. <laughs> Definitely Jamie. Who needs Christopher Palaha? Well, we have Chris McNally right there. But uh, but no, I've I've really been a fan of of his, and I'm excited. I actually haven't watched the premiere yet. Um, I'm behind. What? Uh, I yeah. know it's shocking. Uh, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, we are going to have our uh pre our premiere coverage with uh, Ruth Hill that will be airing, and we're real excited about that. Uh, so I need to get with it, basically. Oh, fun. Tell <laughs> Ruth I said hi. I Actually, we were next to each other. Um, we were at HFR4 the weekend. We literally sat right next to each other at the table. We were at the same uh, table. Yeah. So we, we were table mates. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> um, I will. The whole weekend. Yeah. Um, I, so my original plan was that I just assumed, like a normal human being, that the beginning of Spring Fever would start in after the february movies were over 
and it would be the first you know movie in in March and so I thought that this would be perfect for us to record the spring fever preview but then things had to become more complicated because it turns out they're not actually starting the spring preview until the uh, the second uh, the, uh, the third week of March uh, which would be the 16th and that's the flip the flip the romance or whatever movie uh mm. and then there's going to be i think four or five movies that are spring fever but like they don't have the spring fever preview show until the like the eighth or the ninth and so i'm like we can't really do our preview show until they do their preview show because they could change it all up and decide not to do anyway it got extremely complicated i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do <laughs> and so come on homer <laughs> i know so i'm like should i just bag the whole thing and i'm like no i really want to talk to marissa this is gonna be fun and i don't want to give i want to preview these movies even if hallmark doesn't and right so what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about the two hallmark channel movies that are coming up in in the beginning of march we're gonna talk about the two uh mystery shows coming up at the beginning of march and then we're going to talk about three feature films that i felt like were on brand uh we're going to talk about the three three feature films that i felt like were enough on brand that they might be interesting to hallmark viewers and that would be fun because that's something we did last month for the february for the valentine's day preview is we uh we previewed isn't it romantic and what men want so we're gonna do three of them this time it's gonna be really fun i still haven't seen isn't it romantic i want it's to so it's so good i love I rebel wilson yeah it's so funny i laughed and laughed and laughed i did not like what men want but i did like it's yeah i'm not really in for the what men want because i'm such a nancy myers fan uh -huh. and you know that's obviously a playoff of what women want and that's yeah. the one that she wrote <laughs> yeah so, i'm not like, a big fan of what women want to be honest i think that's her big misfire but uh but yeah this was just it had one funny scene with her playing poker with a whole bunch of nba stars and those nba stars were funny like they made me laugh that was okay. it everything else was just shrill and just she was entitled and she was a brat and <laughs> i just no <laughs> I, I love NBA. A lot of people don't know this, but like legitimately I was watching the game like an hour before I came here, <laughs> I came back to my place. But nice. like I can talk Hallmark for one to two hours. I can talk NBA all day. Nice. I love that. Great. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that, but I don't really, you know, air that out to the public. <laughs> <laughs> it's your secret shame, huh? No, um, I'm not shameful at all. But I, the thing is, like, no one wants to talk basketball with me because we won't get anything else done for the rest of the day. Right, right. That's well, much. Are I you studied. big Lakers fan or? Actually, no. I'm surprisingly, I am a Boston Celtics fan. Oh, nice. You know, there's a long story to that, but yeah. that's besides the point. <laughs> cool. All right. So, what we decided to do for our little ridiculous ranking system that we always have is we decided we have uh all things involving saint patrick's day and so we have the worst review i mean it's not a review it's just our excitement level the one we're not excited at all for is an upset stomach the uh 
the uh, the next level is a pinch for good luck because you know you get pinched if you don't have a green on, and then uh, and then we have leprechaun for the next four leaf clover and a pot of gold. So it's very exciting. Wonderful. That's one you're the most excited for. Most excited about. Yes, we are counting down the hours so we get to see this movie. <laughs> so, all right, you ready? This yes. Fun. Okay. Let's do this. The first movie, this is on the second, it's coming up this weekend, is Just Add Romance. And so this is when Kelly and Jason, exact opposites, compete on a famed cooking show for the chance at their own restaurant. What will matter more, their culinary careers or their potential love? Mm. <laughs> and this, this stars Megan Fahey. I'm guessing that's how you say her name. Yeah, Fahey. And luke mcfarlane and it's directed by terry ingram who just recently did valentine in the vineyard which i was not high on to be honest uh and, uh, but he's done a bunch of stuff for hallmark yeah and i recognize so, the name yeah he, he's yeah. done stuff for when calls the heart too oh, okay i'm sure yeah i believe yeah and uh the writer is is named karen burger bar burger yeah who um has done all of the all of my heart movies and christmas at grand valley this last season which would have been during your time at home (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) Uh, but it was pretty decent it was pretty good it had a great date it had one of the best dates i ever think i've seen in hallmark okay Uh, yeah so i guess originally this movie was called winner takes all and they changed it uh and then uh it has uh britney wilson adrian neblet edwin perez and debs howard are all hallmark regulars that are all supporting roles and this is megan fahey's first lead role in a hallmark movie uh and she's only been in one other one i guess the lost valentine which is the hallmark hall of fame but this is her first uh first lead role so that's pretty exciting for her yeah, good for her. Yes. And I do have Amber's rankings for each of these. Oh, okay. Yes. So since she couldn't be here, uh, she says her response is, this sounds kind of lame, but... <laughs> <laughs> I can hear her say it. <laughs> right? But it really depends on the chemistry of the leads. Luke McFarlane is the most charming man in the universe. So she gave it a 3.2, which would mean a leprechaun, leprechaun. and basically a leprechaun is just her rating so what about you what do you think of this idea of the competing chefs on this uh right i was kind of thinking leprechaun as well um i am not a cook you won't find me dead in a kitchen i say that time and time again um i have perfected an awesome omelet thanks to college but that is the extent of my cooking um so cooking like doesn't turn me on i'm not excited for it um, and I think also I might just be kind of, uh, tired of cooking because we cover like all the cooking shows at After Bus TV too. So oh, more so overexposed to cooking shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like Luke McFarlane, the whole own your own restaurant, you know, that that's a whole, you know, storyline we've heard before, but I'm also privy because it, it takes place in Chicago. So you know, and fellow Illinois person over here, so I'm more excited for Luke McFarlane, and that's about it. So I'll put it somewhere in the middle. Okay, good. So Leprechaun. 
Um, so yeah, I'm actually a little higher, I guess, than you two. Because I really like uh, food and cooking movies, romances that <laughs> involve like food and cooking in one way or another. Uh, they just had Love on the Menu, which I loved in February. I thought that was great. And uh, I liked Cooking with Love last year with Ella Liebert. That was pretty fun. I love, uh, I did on my, on my channel, Rachel's Reviews, I reviewed uh, No Reservations and Mostly Martha, which no Reservations is a remake of Mostly Martha. Both those movies are great uh, food. They're great movies about chefs. I love uh, um, Recipe for Love. It's one of my all-time favorite Hallmark movies. Uh, I think the one that I like the most about cooking is A Taste of Romance. Yes, that one's with great too. Harry Polo uh, and a very, very young Bailey Madison. Yes, that and when she cries in that movie. Oh, so good. It's done. I'm done. I uh, I do agree, though, that I think that it does depend a lot on the chemistry. Since obviously it's our first time seeing her as a lead in a Hallmark movie. That's a yeah. little bit of a wild card. But I, I kind of feel like Luke McFarlane can, like, elevate. <laughs> yeah, or at least carry her. Yeah, I think so. And I, I've never seen him to have bad chemistry with anybody. And so I'm going to go ahead and give this a four leaf clover. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really hopeful. I mean, I, it does make me a little nervous that like Hallmark is just dumping this in like, <laughs> in like no season at all. And just like, blah. So I, I we'll put it here. I hope. <laughs> so I don't know that, that makes me a little nervous, but I, 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 uh, I'm hopeful that it'll be fun. I really am. So all right so now we have on the ninth this is our second seasonless movie called love under the rainbow and the interesting thing about this movie is it was filmed way last year in 2018 in march oh wow so it's been they've been sitting on this for a long time and what was also weird is like around july or august they the mara vista who like just you made it put out a trailer which was weird i mean i i guess the must trailer must have just been canada as i'm guessing right uh, that they released it in canada uh but i don't know it was just kind of strange to have a trailer for a hallmark movie that last summer that now is just finally coming out on hallmark channel but anyway it was sort of weird but the the plot for this is that Lucy wasn't sure if she would find true love until Jack moves to town with his daughter, Sophie. Together, they teach her it's never too late to start chasing rainbows. And there's a lot of that he's a widower, and I guess he's really uh, reticent to get in another relationship. And, uh, and but also she's... Uh, it says here the longer thing says jack a widower raising 10 year old sophie keeps running into lucy her teacher and soon they're smitten but whenever their talk gets personal jack backs off and lucy fears he'll break her heart and it looks like he might especially after sophie runs into jack's arms sobbing after a field trip chasing rainbows explaining that sophie's mom used to love rainbows jack tells lucy he's decided to accept a job in Miami, which is, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> Everybody goes to Miami. Uh, 
he can't risk trying to replace Sophie's mother, but hopefully he'll realize you can't get a rainbow without a little rain. <laughs> oh, the description is so painfully hallmarked. <laughs> yeah, and that true love can weather any storm. Oh, <laughs> of course it can. It, it's it's really good. As uh, <laughs> it, it has uh, Jody Sweeten, David Hayden Jones, Brendan Zub. Peter Benson, and it's written by Kirsten Hansen, who wrote a lot of Chesapeake Shores. Chesapeake Shores, yeah. Yes. Kirsten's great. She's been on our show a couple times. Yeah. So, uh, I and she did Love on the, on the Slopes. On the Slopes, yeah. Wasn't a big fan of Chesapeake Shores, but I did like Love on the Slopes quite a bit. So, um, so yeah, it has a new director for Hallmark. Tony Dean Smith is his name. Uh, and uh, it also has uh, Dakota Guppy and Mark Brandon, who are uh, both in Hallmark movies. But yeah, it has Peter Benson and Chris- and Brandon Zub, who we've interviewed both of them. So that they're great. <laughs> but this one definitely uh, will be a little bit more of a tearjerker with this widower. It seems like, yeah. Yeah. So I-, I was watching the-, the trailer, and I was just surprised it had a full two minute. 25 second trailer right yeah and like you showed the whole movie in two and a half minutes i mean but granted it's it's hallmark the the formula is pretty already set we kind of know the outcome yeah but um i I like the mute cute that we saw the like of course coffee shop and but watching it kind of made me it it seemed a little reminiscent of a cookie cutter christmas which david hayden jones is also in and the whole teacher um relationship you know with Aaron Krako in that movie and the daughter is students also in the same class um it feels very heartfelt it probably would I could see it on uh Hallmark movies and mysteries you know yeah or yeah. just drama because they're yeah. not exploiting at all I can see that and yeah it was about a about uh David Hayden Jones he always plays he always plays widowers so. yeah what's up with that <laughs> so you just must do that i guess in bramble house christmas he was just uh his father had, had died and so but he, he was sort of a widower but but for the most part he plays very sad like in dear santa he's yeah i remember that yeah yeah yep. maybe like more dramatic is where you can tap into more emotions yeah it it to yeah do you think that jody sweeten and david hayden jones will have good chemistry what do you think i hope so i i love jody sweeten she, she can have chemistry with a lot of people i'm not sure about david hayden jones though and i i noticed with just the film scenes it doesn't seem and this is totally my opinion, so please don't uh-huh. have me. But uh, I, I don't feel like I can emotionally connect to his characters a lot. And in all of his films and stuff, I, I don't think um, he can get as deep as where I want a character to get to like emotionally connect. So Jody is totally fine. I'm just questioning if she'll have chemistry with David. I'm more worried about him. But because yeah. it was written by Kirsten Hansen, we know it's going to be a very solid story. So I'm rooting for it. Well, uh, yeah, I, I, he seems, for some reason, he seems a lot older than her to me, which wouldn't necessarily, it's probably not even true. He's probably not, but that's just what it seems like. 
but um but hopefully they'll have good chemistry i really like her i've liked her even if i haven't liked the movie all that much i thought that she was good and pretty much all her like her christmas movie this last year wasn't my favorite but she was good she did a good job she did the best she could yeah in the role and to be like perfectly frank i actually like kirsten hansen's writing it makes me a little concerned because for whatever reason i just don't super connect with particularly the way that she handles like conflict and emotion and i particularly did not like chesapeake shore season this last season the way that the conflict in the family was handled and it really didn't work for me and i know it worked for a lot of other people so that's amazing right. but it just didn't no, quite work with me it's totally fair and you know, take each other that's why yeah. that's why we're talking about it so we have different opinions and too. i i hope that this will be the you know the one that i will really like hugely i'm going into it with a completely open mind i hope i will love it but that is probably my biggest concern and uh, i i don't know it's hard to explain and just like without really diving into all the different characters and the way they made me so frustrated but um uh but uh amber says this seems a little too sad for me because amber doesn't like sad stuff sad movies Mm. (laughs) okay (laughs) um so she gives it an upset stomach which is which there you go uh so she gave it a one i uh i because i like jody and i like the whole i love brendan zoob he's he's the best and i i love peter benson and david Hidden jones is fine i like him just fine so because of the strong cast and i think it looks really sweet and heartfelt uh i am going to give it a mm, going to give it a generous leprechaun <laughs> okay i'll be a little bit more uh positive um for the both of you because <laughs> yeah. uh uh I'm a big fan of Jody, big fan of Kirsten Hansen. Um, I really liked the trailer. I thought it was really cute. I'm like, yeah, yeah sold. Yeah. As cheesy as the the, the rainbows look. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm all for it. So, and like, I, I do like a good movie that'll tug at the heartstrings too. Yeah. So I'll give it a, a four leaf clover. All right. Good, good. Okay. So now we have... Uh, we're going to talk about the mysteries. So, have you had a chance to watch either of the Chronicle mysteries that have already aired? No, I haven't. I've been so, I mean, it's, it sounds terrible, but I really haven't watched anything Hallmark lately in the last two yeah. months. My, my life has been <laughs> absolutely <laughs> insane. Well, so. to, not to be a spoiler alert to our Chronicle Mysteries podcast, but they were kind of disappointing for me. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say they're terrible but (laughs) i just was disappointed because i felt like the whole concept of her being a a podcaster a true crime podcaster had so much potential to you know to use all the elements of a podcast to help make mystery more interesting like you could have all these different leads coming in uh Mm. from you know the the callers you could have her interviewing different people involved on the podcast you could have there's so many things that you could do with the podcast and preparing for the podcast that could have been really good, 
But unfortunately, I feel like in both the ones that have aired so far, they have hardly talked about the podcast at all. She is basically just a reporter like any other reporter. She even works for the newspaper. And like this last one, I swear there was maybe two minutes of her podcasting. Like it was so, and there was a side of me that was like, uh, that's not how it is like you don't like it takes a lot of work to produce a show you know like right. and i don't know i was just disappointed because i really wanted i felt like that had such potential to be really fun you know and so i am a little bit more down on this than i would be if i hadn't seen those two um but i'm hoping maybe they'll end on like a really great note but regardless this is so this is chronicle mysteries vines the bind and uh the it's on the third so this upcoming sunday and the uh the summary is the latest edition of alex mcpherson's true crime podcast leads her and the chronicle staff so that's the newspaper she works for to mm -hmm. nearby mackin where they investigate a death ruled as an accident by the local police before alex can get to the bottom of what she feels was a murder another member of the family is is felled by a bullet or sorry killed felled what's felled <laughs> she and her colleagues soon amass a, a formidable roster of suspects all of whom had the motive and opportunity to commit the crimes so this dun, stars dun, dun. Uh, allison sweeney benjamin ayers rebecca staub and karen holness and uh so Yes, it's directed by David Weaver. He's done a bunch, including two of the Wedding March movies and Operation Christmas. He uh, he has the writers, uh, Craig Wenman and Melissa Sammons, who have done a bunch of mysteries. And uh, Melissa's the one who worked with Allison on all of these and other projects. And it was originally called uh, deadly vines instead of vines that bind which i think is a bit of a downgrade <laughs> vines that bind yes and so it was filmed in vancouver and it's our third of this chronicle mysteries and uh, so amber she says in her thing she says i don't love that they are investigating a current case cold cases please uh which is i think a pretty good point because uh, that was sort of the whole idea is that true crime pod that's a true crime podcast do yeah they dive into a cold case and try to uh, you know figure out a justice yeah. and uh is it kind of like a, along the lines of serial and all the ones that yeah followed? that's what that was what i was pitched but i don't feel like that's what we've gotten okay so hopefully this one will actually maybe give us that it sounds like they are going to a current case which does sound a little bit less interesting but but amber <laughs> continues on she says but it has toby lovins uh she she says justice for craig and if you follow the podcast you know what that means because mm -hmm. uh, he played a character named craig who amber was very upset didn't get a didn't get a, a love <laughs> match in the end um but uh, so I'm sure I'll love it. it. Has Toby Levins, so I'm sure I'll love it. Justice for Craig, and so she gives this a leprechaun three uh, out of five, and okay. so she's pretty pretty optimistic about it. And it's a tough one for me, but I don't know. What do you think about this whole idea of of this podcaster investigating? <laughs> so I literally because uh, I have it in my notes for this investigative podcast. Ugh. 
um, it, it might just be in uh, sorry, I'm going to sound like a terrible person, but podcasting, I'm just so, cause it is my job, uh-huh. you know, multiple networks with so many podcasting. I might just be like tired of podcasts or like someone <laughs> is like, if you're going to do a podcast show, like literally run it by me. Cause I've seen every possible thing. <laughs> and, yeah. um, so I, it might just be me personally. like tired of podcasting because it doesn't seem original anymore oh interesting and honestly it doesn't seem fun i mean it could be like well done Uh if it's like anything along serial you know element but i don't think it is i mean it is no offense to homework but they're not going to go full into just the podcast itself um so podcast ironically turns me off for that Uh and but it does seem like she injects herself into the mysteries where she shouldn't which is very reminiscent of her character back in murder she baked right and are we gonna get any more of those i'd i'd rather see a murder she baked film than this chronicles mysteries we're not and but like I I feel like it could I feel like her character in Murder She Baked is more interesting because it's like somebody who's not even supposed to be injecting themselves at all. Whereas this she's like a reporter. Literally in the last movie she became the editor of the Chronicle. The editor. I'm like, that's not a podcaster. Like I'm gonna give this one because it is a old case. Like, I mean a, it is a new case. I'm gonna give this one I don't know. I'm really not that excited about it. So I'm going to give this one an upset stomach. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I'm um, terrible. No, I, I'm, I'm not really excited about it either. Um, the only thing that still intrigues me is that it's a mystery case and I like mysteries. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more just open to the case that she's eventually going to solve. Yeah. And I think that'll be fun to watch and that'll keep me invested uh, so I'll give it a pinch of good luck. Very good. Okay, good. So, all right. The next is the new series. This is a pilot for the new series called uh, the Cross Crossword Mysteries, and this one's called A Puzzle to Die For. And this is a new series uh, that's a brilliant crossword puzzle editor, played by Lacey Schwer. Finds her life turned upside down when she is pulled into a police investigation after several of the clues in her recent puzzles are linked to unsolved crimes. Proving her innocence means leaving the comfort of her sheltered world and working with a tough police detective, played by Brennan Elliott, uh, puzzling through clues together in order to crack the case as the two are fit are fish out of water in each other's worlds <laughs> now one interesting thing about i have so many thoughts about this i know one interesting thing about this whole series is that it was uh that will shorts who writes the new york times crossword puzzle uh or is the editor of the crossword puzzle was involved as a i think a, i'm not sure if he was a producer or a writer or whatever but anyway he's involved and uh, so that is pretty fun he seems like a fun guy i've seen him so there's the- credibility there yes and i do agree though amber says in her thing she says uh she says i like uh lacy Bear and brennan elliot i like that this means we'll not likely have to slog through another all of my heart movie so you know what she thinks about those um mm-hmm. she just says 
but I think the premise is fun for a standalone. I don't see how this is sustainable as a series. Honestly, how much crypto crime is there in this world? But I expect the first movie will be great. So she gives it a four-leaf clover. A four. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm honestly, I'm actually very excited for this one because uh the trailer which i think is like the shortest out of all the the preview trailers that you know we both saw to to review all these um it's like 30 seconds if that yeah and literally the trailer showed nothing but them two having fun together right it's just like because because they've done so many movies and stuff together now people are just excited to see them together they're all for it i'm also for it like legitimately i wouldn't know what the movie was about until you read that description i'm like oh interesting yeah <laughs> because people only see them two together and like yeah sold people are all for it and yeah. so am i so they have really good chemistry together i actually liked all the, all of my heart movies I yeah i like them the first and the third were my favorites the first definitely favorite third second favorite and then the second i still liked even though most people hated it um, <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, but um Barbara Niven is in this, who's always great. yeah, love Barbara. She's, She's fantastic, amazing. and yeah, it's a, the story is by Will Shorts. So uh, the writing is uh, by it's Greg Rawson and Brian Sawyer. So they have tons of Hallmark credits, uh, and then it's directed by Don McCutcheon, who did Christmas at Grand Valley and some Good Witch episodes. So he has nice. a hallmark background so that's interesting and it's got quite the supporting cast it's got john capellos and he uh i guess had a role in the shape of water which is kind of fun interesting Uh, yeah it's a good movie oscar-winning film and (laughs) says uh my friends think she says random fun fact although this is the only cross crossword mystery movie that has been filmed thus far three additional crossword movies are scheduled to premiere on the first three sundays in october so that's the current plan at least okay see how that i guess we'll We'll see see how this this one does (laughs) (laughs) let's get Um, through one let's not put the, the cart before the horse you know yeah i mean amber does make a pretty good point that like how many crossword puzzle crime associated crimes can you come up with but (laughs) i guess they'll have to cross that bridge when they come to it but it does seem like a pretty but my guess is that she'll just be kind of a this will set her up as a uh as a uh consultant that kind of works with them and then the crossword part of it will be kind of minimal i would think it would have to be yeah but i i don't know i'm excited uh i'm a big fan of of the cast lacey brennan barbara um you know that the chemistry is already there and it's going to be fun no matter what they're you know (laughs) doing in the movie people can just sit them like watch them sit them stare at each other and we'd still watch them for two hours and call it a movie so, so I don't know. I'm, some reason, I'm really excited for this. One. I am too. I am too. I think it's definitely the. I'm going to give it a pot of gold just because I think it's the one of these four that sounds the most promising. Yeah. So, same. It, yeah. It'll be fun. Okay. So we thought it'd be fun to cover some feature films that you can see in March. 
because we had some, we need to have some extra time. So the first one we're going to talk about is in the spirit of mysteries, we're going to talk about Nancy Drew and the hidden staircase. So this is based on the second Nancy Drew book. It comes out on the 15th of March and uh, it's a bit of feeling a bit of an, an outsider struggling to fit into her new surroundings. Nancy and her pals set out to solve a mystery make new friends and establish their place in the community and this stars sophia lillis uh, laura wiggins and andrea anders and uh so this girl sophia lillis looks exactly like a young amy amy adams it's uncanny if they ever to me at least if they ever need someone to play a young amy adams like, <laughs> yeah. the person to hire I, I don't know she looks so much like her to me and uh and but i always thought of nancy drew as having blonde hair i never thought of her as having red hair well you know what's funny is actually sophia lillis played the younger version i believe of amy adams in sharp objects oh she did if, That's, I mean, if i'm it. correct she exactly like her it's crazy. yeah like people can call me out if I, i'm wrong and like i'll eat i'll eat crow but i'm pretty sure she she played the younger version of camille oh interesting i haven't watched it so i don't know oh yeah no we we covered it at after buzz so that's i I know a little bit about it so what are your did you grow up reading nancy drew actually didn't i grew up more so reading sherlock holmes and agatha christie but for some reason i i never had the nancy drew books Uh Um, but i knew i know of it and i know like some premises of some of the books but never actually sat down and and so i was looking up a little bit of the second book you know the hidden staircase yeah but i'm like and i know like already the main details of the original for you know for for years and um i because you know those books came out in like 30s to the 50s and i'm not sure about this movie because it just seems like so modernized and it doesn't need to be to hit an audience you can still do a time period film and still resonate with the young girls of this generation now um so uh, i the whole modernization is really concerning for me yeah and so i'm looking at some of the i guess it was originally written in 1930 as you said and then they revised it in 1959 so they had a second kind of edition that came out but maybe it's just maybe i'm just wrong because it does kind of look like she has a little bit of a at least a strawberry blonde kind of a tin in red in the cover the old cover uh of the book and so but i don't some reason i always just think blonde when i think of nancy drew so it kind of caught me off guard when i first saw her as a redhead uh but it doesn't matter who cares what color her hair is but you're right right about the sharp objects that is she does play the okay good (laughs) (laughs) nailed it um i thought it it looked sweet enough i i uh you're right they have modernized it they they'll probably have her saying like there'll be some like cool hip things or whatever but it's more tomboyish too and not that that's a bad thing whatsoever it's just like I, I don't know what audience they're trying to appeal to. I think they're probably trying to appeal to like your uh, the same people who would be interested in like the um uh the wimpy kid movie. Uh, I never watched those. Kind of. 
that kind of the your your kind of 11 to maybe maybe more like 9 to 12 kind of the same people who like same age group who likes like the disney channel like the descendants people you know really yeah like the the z generation yeah i guess not even millennial but the z generation yeah and i thought it looked sad we're getting old yeah i know (laughs) like i'm not that old i swear (laughs) um yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm definitely gonna go see it, and and uh, I think it looks like it could be real cute to me, charming. I, I'm hopeful for it. I'm hopeful I'll like it. I am going to give it a four leaf clover. I hope it'll be fun. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna go like completely opposite <laughs> end of the spectrum, and I'm gonna sit in upset stomach because oh, okay. honestly, I was not sold watching the trailer. Watching the trailer okay not, not one bit okay good all right then on the eighth we have a uh to kind of other end of the spectrum kind of we have a very independent film coming out called gloria bell and this movie stars julianne moore and she plays a free-spirited divorcee who spends her nights on the dance floor joyfully letting loose at clubs around los angeles she soon finds herself thrust into an unexpected new romance filled with the joys a budding love and the complications of dating now this movie is rated r so it won't be for all of our audience mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's kind of interesting because it currently when it because it aired at sundance and it feels very sundancey the trailers very like indie and whatever did but, you see it at sundance no i did not it was last year at sundance and i didn't see oh, it last year but um but anyway it has a hundred percent right now but only 14 reviews but it's a remake of a chilean film called gloria and that is directed by the same director as directing this so he did both this and the remake and the original chilean film has 99 percent with 125 reviews oh i'm sorry that just played on my computer (laughs) oh okay um so anyway that's encouraging <laughs> that it could be good if the same director that did this exact same story uh with uh with it got 99 percent approval 125 reviews in the chilean version and it already has 100 percent with 14 reviews mm-hmm. it's like a good sign that it's a good movie and it has a uh, sean astin gene Triplehorn, michael Sarah, john tuturo brad garrett rita wilson's a great cast and julian moore yeah julian moore's <laughs> amazing uh so i don't know what do you think about this one um i, I love i love the cast they're they're all you know amazing actors in and of yeah. themselves when you when you said that the whole thing of um it's the same director doing it and i'm like what did you not you know get and succeed out of your first one that makes you want to redo the exact movie it's in a, English. It's a it, it just makes me questions like, did you believe in your first one first? Like, it, did that not fulfill you? No, in some, my, some way? So I my, just guess, my guess is that it wasn't him who wanted to make it again. My guess is, is that the studio was like, oh, we have a hit here, in, but nobody's going to watch this film with subtitles, so we have to make it in for an english audience with an english cast which is a real shame but they do that all the time uh they're they're doing a, a man killed called ove they're making oh, yeah. tom, i think with tom hanks 
uh and that was originally a swedish film based on a, a great book i love the book by friedrich beckman and uh, but people i guess aren't going to watch the swedish version because it's got subtitles i don't know uh but there's that feeling in hollywood that uh you gotta remake i mean i like what i talked about mostly martha no reservations they're literally identical movies they have the exact same speech about quail at the beginning of the movie they have yeah that, that happens a lot like uh the, yeah. the upside that just came out in january yeah was the uh the untouchables in french so like uh, it's it's really unfortunate that hollywood feels like they have to redo what's like already good well-made films um yeah you know it's it's hollywood (laughs) yeah like so i wouldn't blame the the director on on this i would blame hollywood on it okay that's fair it is kind of in a way it's kind of reassuring that's like well if you made it good once you can make it good the second time right yeah hopefully (laughs) hopefully (laughs) um i don't know it's kind of weird but um amber she says uh she says julianne moore is great but this doesn't seem like an amber movie so she gave it an a 1.5 so (laughs) oh wow and a half um but I think it looks pretty fun. I I'm gonna watch the original before because I feel like I need to see the correct version, <laughs> and then I'll go see this. And uh, I feel like just for Julianne Moore's performance alone, and it's got such a great supporting cast, I am going to give it a. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a four leaf clover. I mean, really optimistic today, I guess. For these, no, that's good. I hope it'll be good. I'll I'll give it a leprechaun only because this seems like a passion film for Julianne Moore. I've seen her, you know, I I saw Still Alice. I've seen better roles for her, Uh and so I don't. I mean, granted, I haven't seen the film yet, but I just based on the trailer which is i know is an unfortunate judgment i just feel like this is not going to be on par with other stuff that she's already done yeah or so like i'm not too too excited because i know she's done better already so i'm gonna give it a leprechaun okay that's good would you would you watch the original or are you kind of like i don't really like foreign films uh, I would watch the original if there's English subtitles. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is. It's available on Amazon. I checked. I was actually looking today, and it's you can uh, you can watch it on Amazon. Oh, cool. I have um, Amazon. Yeah. Maybe I'll put it in my queue to watch <laughs> it then. Um, okay. Last one is Five Feet Apart. This comes out on the fifteenth. It's based on the uh, popular novel, I guess, and it's seventy-year-old mm-hmm. Stella spends most of her time in the hospital as a cystic fibrosis patient. Her life is full of routines, boundaries, and self-control, all of which get put to the test when she meets Will, an impossibly charming teen who has the same illness. There's an instant flirtation, though restrictions dictate that they must maintain a safe distance between them. As their connection intensifies, so does the temptation to throw the rules out the window and embrace the attraction. So this stars Haley Lou Richardson, who was just in Support the Girls this last year, and she was very good in that, and Cole Sprouse, who I, I know I've seen in a bunch of stuff. But uh, And what was interesting, right I mean, this does not look like something I would like. I actually one of the rare people who didn't like Fault in Our Stars. 
Um, I, found I didn't it. like it either. Oh, wow. And that movie's yeah. like so up my alley too, but like I went in, I'm like, okay. I felt like it was very heavy handed and very <sighs> over the head, especially that, that professor, the writer. Ugh, I was just like, I don't know. It was right. really, he he was oh not was, the best man. No, he was the worst, and I just felt like it was almost it was inauthentic to me that anyone would behave that way to people to kids with cancer. Like I just don't believe that anyone would be that. Like it was over the top to me, and it just took me out of the movie and made me really mad. And it just I just didn't love it. And a lot and a lot of people, other people love it, and that's awesome um so well so i wasn't that excited when i read this because and i hated me before you i thought that movie was garbage and oh, see i actually liked that one way more than Fault yeah, in Our Stars. i just didn't like the whole message of this guy like like living boldly but he's ki- killing himself like i felt like i don't know i had issues with it that right. i didn't feel like the screenplay or the book i actually hated the book too <laughs> But, oh, see, I didn't read the book. Yeah, uh, the book was terrible. But uh, but anyway, so I, I when I just read it, I was like, Ugh, it sounds more like those things I don't like. And uh, but what was interesting is I watched this video of a a guy with cystic fibrosis. I watched it too. You watched that? Yeah, it was yeah, really it interesting. Too. So he wa- he was doing a trailer reaction of the the trailer. And he he was very positive about it. He was like, they got all the, the medical stuff. It looks like they've got right. It looks like it's going to make me cry. It looks like it's going to be pretty well done. And he was like very excited about it. And he was talking about little details like the ports they have to wear and the, the different stuff that, that he's like, they never get those things right. And they've got it right. And so that made me kind of more interested if someone like him you know, was excited about it. Like that made me more interested than I would have otherwise been just by the trailer. Right. Um, I'm, I'm actually really excited for the film because I saw the trailer for the first time actually in the movie theaters. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I was, you know, kind of sucked in that teenage girl in me was like, Ooh, <laughs> let's watch this, you know? Yeah. Um, and as I keep watching this trailer, cause I've seen it probably about like five times now. Um, Haley Lube reminds me of a younger version of Amelia Clark, just a little bit. Yeah, I With can see the, that. Facial yeah. expressions yeah. And, and stuff. That there's just some like mannerisms and just nuances that remind me of Amelia Clark. Uh-huh. Um, also, you know, from Me Before You. And it just, but the whole premise reminds me of the Grey's Anatomy episode, uh, Not Responsible. Uh-huh. that's the the episode title is uh season seven episode 16 i, I had to look it up to make sure uh i was correct uh-huh. but it's the it's the exact same premise too but in that episode there was a couple both had cystic fibrosis and they couldn't be with each other because mm-hmm. it was jeopardizing the ability to get new lungs so i'm like this is the exact same story in the movie uh-huh. so the storyline not original but I am for a good emotional ride, and I'm actually pretty excited for this yeah. one. I did like Everything Everything that's kind of in this same sort of camp a little bit. I, I liked that one. That one worked for me. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, Amber says, the most dramatic young love, mo- love movie of all time, and therefore not for Amber. So she gives it an upset stomach. So Ooh. she's pretty down on all of these. Oh, I forgot to say her and Nancy Drew. She says, where is Ned? 
uh, and she gives it uh, a uh, a pinch. Uh, she gives it a two. So I forgot to say her score on that. Oh, a two. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so what would you rate this one is your excitement level i'm actually pretty excited so i'm like debating only because you know i also did watch that uh cystic fibrosis patient who had the real-time reaction to it and he was talking about the the actual medical accuracies about it which made me even more excited for it so i don't know i'm in between four leaf clover and pot of gold Uh um four leaf clover maybe only because i know it's going to be a painful teenage coming of age kind of film Mm -hmm. which we've all seen and it doesn't seem original but i'm all for this movie just to watch it yeah yeah that the his reaction really did make make me more interested in the film uh so i'm gonna give it a leprechaun uh despite my reservations (laughs) i I hope it'll be a, a a good little weepy i like a good emotional romance you know so uh so hopefully that'll be fun so yeah so some stuff to look forward to coming up this month definitely uh if you all are listening let us know uh what you're excited for and what ratings you would give and i'll put the links down to those trailers uh, so if you want to watch but before we go i thought it would be fun to give you the what we call the team beat questions that we do and they were found <laughs> on a issue of team beat and <laughs> you know that's so funny because i have a friend whose brother was part of team beat oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> well there's small world we live in silly question so here we go what is the best ice cream flavor for me personally yes oh uh i'd have to say moose tracks yeah it's a good choice Uh, all right what's your favorite color Ooh, i'm going burgundy red nice good that's very on brand for hallmark (laughs) yeah Uh, uh what music are you listening to right now are you into Mm, I always listen to country and 90s R&B in my car or anything like 90s pop. Uh-huh. Th- those are the like the three main genres that's on painful cyclical rotation in my car. Cool. Good. Okay. What is your go-to date night food? Mm-hmm. Anything big and unhealthy <laughs> and cheesy. <laughs> I love cheese. I love cheese so much. Yeah. It's like nachos would be your right because I only this sounds terrible, but it is very true. I do intermittent fasting, not because by choice, but because my schedule is so awful that I only eat once a day. Uh-huh. And so when I eat, I make it count. Right, right. I sometimes get in that habit too because I'll just have so much going on in the morning because I work with people out of east. And so a lot of the stuff we do is in the morning. And so I won't have eaten uh eaten uh, i'll just i'll be like oh i'm just gonna check my email before i go get breakfast and then by the time i'm finished it's like 1 30 i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh but anyway so okay what's your favorite go-to date night activity to go out and do mm, usually um go to the movies because you know i'm a film major so that's always like a safe uh-huh. given yeah. or if not ooh, uh yeah i like to go to our, our favorite stores and just pretty much window shop uh-huh. yeah 
That sounds fun to me, especially Christmas. It Uh, is. So, uh, dogs or cats? Dogs, for sure. Beaches or mountains? Beaches. Very good, me too. Uh, Fancy dress or sweats? Sweats, absolutely. (laughs) You wouldn't find me dead in a dress. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, Favorite holiday? Ooh, I'm a summer person, but I I do love Christmas because I actually get to see my friends and family. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to beat Christmas. Yeah, it's the only time I actually see my friends and family. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last question. It's very difficult. Favorite Hallmark movie? Oh, that's Sophie's Choice. I know, it's tough. Oh, I'd <laughs> probably bridge one, the bridge part one and two. Okay, good. Can, can I marry them to and put yes, them together yeah. that I was Make one? A combined answer. We'll yeah, I, I always go back to the bridge. <laughs> Very good. Great. Well, you passed the test. Whew. <laughs> good. <laughs> but thank you so much for doing this. This was a lot of fun. Some eclectic stuff to talk about. And I had a really good time talking about these with you yeah of course thanks for asking me i love movies you know i love hallmark so definitely have to have you on again soon and tell people where can they find you online social media and all everyone can follow me on twitter instagram at serafini tv that's s-e-r-a-f-i-n-i tv and then i'm not big on facebook whatsoever i mean i'm I'm there you could probably find me um i might not get back to you because i swear and this is what i always tell people i'm not avoiding you i'm avoiding facebook right so, uh, that's not a good place to find me um but instagram and twitter at seraphine tv okay great well we'll have that all in the description section you can check that out and uh and yeah you can follow me at rachel's reviews on itunes and youtube so please look at that and if you make sure you're following the podcast the homework use pod all over social media and uh if you are listening on itunes we really appreciate your ratings and reviews and if you are listening on youtube if you can like and subscribe the the uh, video we really appreciate that to the channel and uh thanks so much versus so much fun and we will definitely talk again soon Yeah, thank you, Rachel. Always fun talking to you. Enjoy the March movies, guys. Bye! Bye!